Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. 
music, only you, Queen, must have a desire to help yourself. The world is that reality. Come out of your fallacy. I have to give you that reality while you're trying to bring, while I'm trying to bring you out of that drug that you come of co-tenancy on your wayward journey into co-dependency, where your pimp shrinks back your mind until you are no more than a, a motion of seamless zombie, self-depreciated by your ignorance in a cocaine-induced flight, then begs to be rescued from the sense of strength. The next thing you know, that that skimpy
You are now tuned into DSR Presents Four Purpose Pens with your host, Mr. Boston. We got that show here tonight. I'm talking about that show called Tales from the Hood 2020 Open Mic at DSR all damn day. A.K. What it do? We up in this hood tonight. We gonna do our thing tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Y'all bring them hood tales and hood stories and tell us about them. You know that thing that you did back in the day, chasing them girls, riding them low riders, hitting the switches. Yeah, that's right. Gang banging, drug selling. Y'all bring it all tonight, cause I wanna hear your stories and tales from the hood. So if you want to get on this mic, y'all know exactly what to do. The call-in number, ha-ha, 1605-562-0444. Ah, and the code to get in, if you want to get on this mic and tell those stories from the hood, the call-in code is 136054. And you need to get on this mic, press that star, too. Or you can just hit that one and just listen in. But, uh, you know, we would love to hear your tale from the hood. You know, only on DSR 71.35 Inc. Network. And I am your host, Mr. Boston, on Full Purpose Pen. So here we go. I'm going to give you all a little bit of something, tales from the hood, so you all know exactly what to do. Growing up in the hood is all you know is to shoot. You pray every day because you don't know if you will live another day. You lose someone you love almost every day. Either they're dead or they leave you. You adapted to the way you was raised in the hood, so you just follow the rules. Always watch your back. Even family will do some, something to you. A hot-headed Negro catch a right cross on the left blow. Smash a Chevy pedal trapped in the ghetto. The land of dreams waits over the metal. If you can't find a way out of the ghetto, learn, B-O-B, say hello. I'm just a mellow fellow. Just give me a bud and a cigarello, and I'll keep it ghetto. Because I stick with it like Velcro. Hey, shorty, with them round thighs, feeling mellow, the beat of the ghetto. Hit it deep. Make that thing cry harder, deeper. My skin color got me trapped in never-ending ghetto. I moved to the hills, but I can never let go. That's all I know is the ghetto. Late nights where you had heard shots echo from Benny Siegel's pretty, pretty theft and stiletto. My baby doll so ghetto. Got me five up in her thighs. Whole body got high, high on my tabletop. She say, let me hit that blunt. Yeah, baby, ride it, cause I'm in that hood, bitch, that ride and then ride and die chick. Lean back, gangster, let your chick hit that dick, and that's DSR all goddamn day with Hood Stories. Ladies and gentlemen, we are now live on the air at DSR featuring full-purpose pens. Hey, gang, what it do? Hey, what it do, what it do, Mr. B, man. I see you are mentally prepared for tonight's show here, man, with them hood tears. 
<laughs> you know I'm always ready, man. I'm ready at the drop of a dime, man. You know what I'm saying? When you hit the ground and flip over his tail and you catch it in between your fingers, man, and you decide what you're going to do tonight. You know what I'm saying? So let's get it on. All right. First on the call, we got DSR Zone, Rebel P. Jones. Hey, Rebel, what's up, baby? Mr. B, Mr. B, good evening. What? <laughs> hey, what's good? <laughs> not much, man, not much, not much. Yeah. So what you got, man? Give us, a, give us a hood tell, man. Oh, I got you. <laughs> I'm going um, to call this one Premature Minds. All right. Yo, Mike. Blood curdle screams from young wine. He was only 13. Kid's chest hold up, filled with lead, bled to death. Moms pour out all her heart while tears on the baby's chest while she holds on to her only child's head, praying and screams on her knees in the blood. They have shattered dreams to get out and take success. Such devastation. Are you robbed of a chance? How many more children must die before humanity take a stance? When will the race of mankind stand side by side and tear down these walls of hate and ignorance? This is more than a piece that I've written. This is true to life. A reality denied to common eyes, sugar-coated to disguise the world's devastation day-to-day -day we're facing. Young Linda, no more than 15, she lacked the attention yearning for family. Mama under struggle, going hard on two jobs so Linda can eat and keep shoes on her feet. She support Pops. He's a fiend shooting hair on deep. His head ain't right when he tells Linda, strap the band around his arms tight. He poisoned his veins, wrecking his night, wrecking his mind. Late in the night, he whispered her name. Pops is sick. See, he like to touch Linda, shorty 15. He tell her she pretty. He tells it don't scream, don't say a thing, and then sick thoughts, baby girl, to the streets now. Linda thinks easy sex equals love with every man that she meets. Now Linda's lost, shooting death in her blood, pregnant without a clue who the father of her seed. Almost 16, but Linda won't be. Little Linda, 15, was found dead in the dumpster, beat up, cut to pieces, and wrapped in sheets. That's that piece. Rebel Peak, DSR, all damn day. Oh, my God. Damn! <laughs> damn. Damn, Rebel. Damn. Damn. You know what? You know what? You know what? God damn. You don't spark me now. You don't spark me. Listen to, oh, me. Listen to me carefully. I got a comeback for your ass right now. Here you go. <laughs> this is the comeback. Free spill. Feeling like I'm walking in a circle everywhere I go. I see the struggle. On the streets, human life is like a bubble. Better learn how to stay out of trouble. Little kids growing up without a father lying on the corner some hunger. Have no money, cannot go to college. Have no knowledge, an empty stomach. Sunlight burns yellow into black skin. Gotta eat so he knows that he must sin. Got a crew and yesterday they stabbed him. 
because he stabbed the one who used to trust him. That's the life when you grow up in the ghetto. Whereas the war ain't never got to settle. Poverty is always your best friend. Try to run and you find another dead end. Trying to look for a shelter causing this raining just to find there ain't no understanding. She's an orphan in the street, raised her. No one's there to save her. When they raped her, 15 and she has no mommy. Couldn't feed the child when she's still hungry. So sex becomes a way of surviving. Her daughter can now eat, but she's dying. The mother didn't know when she got paid. It was the same time that she got eight. Left her daughter and she's only 14. The only little girl that lives a life we haven't foreseen. That's the way when you're living in the ghetto where your life ain't never going to get better. Poverty is always your best friend. Try to run and you'll find another dead end. And that's Mr. Boston from DSR. Oh, damn. Hey, nice job. <laughs> there you go, Rebel P. Man, Mr. B, Mr. B. <laughs> that was actually about two kids I went to school with. Oh wow. We all lived yeah, we lived we all lived on the same street. Went to school together. All wow. Wow. You know, sometimes you know uh you know, we 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 live in a time where the rich get richer. People we elect and put to help us don't help us. They just only fill their pockets. Poverty gets Rats, worse. Man, left you know what I'm man. saying? Yeah, poverty gets worse, and they say they can't do nothing about it. But the thing that bothers me the most, we live in the richest country in the entire world, the most productive country in the entire world, and yet, we have people living on the street. We have people hungry. We have people that don't have no out. You know what I'm saying? And it, it's a terrible thing that we as a people allow them to do us this way. And we can hey, do well, you know, I understand. It. I was a homeless vet. I was a homeless vet at one point, and there was no. Yo, no, I've been there that. too. I've been there too. I've been homeless too. I lived on Skid Road downtown Los Angeles, bro. For yeah. real. You yeah, so I, 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 I get it. I definitely get it, you know, yeah. but it's a choice. Once you get there, I mean, I know some people have mental issues. Some people have drug issues. You know what I'm saying? Oh, sure. uh, 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 there's a whole lot of uh, underlying things that keep people down as they but in the end game, it's a choice to be there, you know? Absolutely, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Most definitely mm -hmm. right. I've, well, I've never been bitter about nothing because I learned from everything, so. Exactly. I've never been bitter. You know, I don't blame, I don't blame uh, Uncle Sam. I blame myself, you know what I'm saying? Because it was the absolutely. choices that I made that got me to where I was at. And it's the choices I made to get where I'm to get me where I'm at today. You know, and I'm thankful for Mother Cosmos for supporting me and lifting me up off the ground so I could see myself as I was and I know that I could did better and I did better. You know, because the choice that, that, the choice that, I made that, to do better. That's you know, that part. You know what I'm saying? Can't blame nobody but that's, me. You, you know, know what, what Mr. Boston? That's the beautiful part of life that many people don't see. 
Uh-huh, uh-huh. Exactly, exactly. And you know, and, and, and some can't see, you know what I'm saying? Some can't see because they don't know right. the protocol. Yeah, they don't know the protocol about themselves. You feel me? <laughs> they don't know themselves. And and when you don't it's know because yourself, the world is move the world is moving too fast and nobody can slow down to learn themselves. Exactly. Time waits on no one. For real. Yeah. Time waits on no one. All right, Rebel P, I'm going to sit you over in the green room, man, because there's some chicken wings over there, some black candy. Yeah, I like the green some, room. Yeah, and some red Moscato. I got some Bud Light over there. I got some Bud Lime over there. You know what I'm Thank saying? I got some B&J Special over there. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to send you over to the green room, man, and you can get as drunk as you want. You know what I'm saying? Thank but you just for your hospitality. Yes, sir. <laughs> that's DSR. That's DSR hospitality. You know, all the way oh, from Philly day. to Cali, all the way to Boston. That's us. Oh, damn. You day. know? All right. All right. Thanks for right. showing up, man. Thanks for showing up. Appreciate you, bro. All right. DJ K, who we got up next? Oh, <clears throat> all right. Next up in the building, we got none other than Brother O. Oh, oh my God, my man, my man, man, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me take a sip of this red Moscato before I bring brother O on. Let me hold up one second. Oh. Brother O, you in the building, yeah, baby brother. How you doing? Man, you yeah, know I'm, what? I'm always I'm doing good, man. You know, um, I... Wake up in the morning with the P on my forehead, positivity. And when I right. take my first my first step out of my bed to go to my shower, I think positivity. And when I go to the kitchen to cook my eggs and sausage and pancakes, I say positivity. And when I walk out that door, the first thing I say about life, I can do life, but can life do me? You know, that's yeah. where I'm at today that's with right. me. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel you there. I feel you, man. Yeah. yeah, that's it right there. So, my brother, where you been hiding, man? What you got going on? I actually, uh, I, uh, uh, I'm a co-host. I'm a co-host on Voices Behind the Pen on the Poor Radio Network on Monday nights. Man, why don't you just you put need to post that information, man, in our in, in, on yeah, our Mr. pages, Blossom. man. Cause I'll come over. I will definitely come over and support you over there, man. Yeah, yeah. I I see. I see you want to fly. Actually, send a fly to inbox tomorrow. Okay. Okay, and I will make and I will make it a point to put you on my calendar on Monday nights, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. so what you got for us? Uh, this poem is called It's Open Season on Blacks in America. Okay. Your mic. Young brother running from the police after a car chase 
shot down like a dog by rookie cop who was sworn in prior to this calculated manslaughter in Pittsburgh. It's over season on blacks in America. You can't even go to the store or restaurant without a scared white person calling the police to report a so-called crime being committed by a brother or sister. Because of their deep-rooted fears of African-Americans in general, it's open season on blacks in America. Brothers murdered for allegedly reaching for guns and threatening to shoot the police. The more brothers keep on getting killed by these rogue cops, why is it going to break out across this country as they did as they have occurred all this week? It's open season on blacks in America. Ten college bound brothers accosted by six squad cars full of police with guns drawn in D.C. for allegedly leaving the restaurant without paying their bill. And two professional brothers handcuffed and arrested at a Starbucks coffee cafe for reporting loitering in Philadelphia as they waited for one of their white colleagues to arrive. It's overseas and on blacks in America ever since the bozo and circus clown. And celebrity apprentice in the White House took office three years ago. Racial bias and profiling at all time highs because his supporters have gotten hyped up by believing that they can harass and call us the N word in public and, and spread their racist rhetoric on social media. The election of Donald Trump gave us all a clear reality check reminder that racism is still flourishing and rearing its ugly head in America. To be told, brothers and sisters, ain't a damn thing changed since our forefathers were brought in chains, never in the shackles 400 years ago. Systemic racism is deeply embedded in the fibers of this country, and this institution will probably never be eliminated in my lifetime. All this so-called progress is inhaled by these racist, racist bigots who are trained in their sheets for police uniforms, black robes, suits, and ties because of their false claims of white supremacy. They ain't nothing but any cowards and, and, and wusses who don't have the balls to confront their fears of us. Now, I ain't scared of none, none of these. I ain't scared of none of them. And I'm going to protect myself by, and defend my life by means necessary. Oh, you thought that was going to let the Republicans in Congress get off the hook in this poem, did you? Hell no, I don't think so. These crooked bastards have systematically taken back all the gains we achieved after the Civil Rights Movement, beginning with cuts to social service programs, cuts in spending for public schools in favor of charter schools, tax cuts in corporations, for corporations and the wealthiest 1% of Americans while they're trying to eliminate the middle class altogether. Seven years so attempts to repeal Obamacare, wages going down and prices steadily going up in affirmative action and scaling back environmental protections. My dear brothers and sisters, it's still open season on all of us in America. Instead of whistling our bare backs, it beats with ability clubs and batons with getting shot, choked, or tasered to death. Instead of hanging, castrations, and lynchings, we're getting placed in jail and prison alarming numbers of crimes we didn't commit and falsely accused 
and treat as criminals constantly because of the dominant culture's assumptions that we are not human beings. Now, all of us still have targets on our backs, regardless of our education, our occupations, our riches and fame, the neighborhoods in which we live in, including the hood, and our skin complexions. It's open season. Are all 40 million blacks in America? That's that piece.
Slauson and all up in that area, man. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I grew up in the hood. <laughs> you know, downtown Los Angeles on Skid Row. You know, so, yeah, all of that, <laughs> you know. Yes, sir. So what right. you got for us, bro? I got prison rules. Uh-oh. Prison, Uh-oh. prison rules. Okay. The names in this particular poem, well, they've been changed to protect the guilty. Back, back in the day, there was a young man called Little Kevin who lived in the hood. No father, but plenty of sisters and brothers. So he did some things that could have been misunderstood. See, for protection, he joined the gang. To fit in, he started to speak slang, kicked out of school because he liked to bang. Got late at night is where he liked to hang in for money. Well, that crack, he began to slang because, see, robbery and murder, they were not his thing, nor were they in his blood. See, my man, little Kevin, was a common, everyday D.C. street thug. By 16, he was the man. By 18, he was a leader by natural selection. Had a baby on the way because he refused to use protection. He refused to use protection. He was still living with his mother when he had his second kid. But, see, that's when he got popped and sent up the river to serve a 10 year bid. That first night, little Kevin called hell in that cell he was in. He went from being the man to being somebody's girlfriend, brutally gang raped, assaulted, violated. Modern slavery was what he faced. He went from being the man to being somebody's girlfriend, brutally gang raped, assaulted, violated. Modern slavery was what he faced. First rule little Kevin had to follow he had to sit down, no standing while he peed. This might not sound like a lot, but stay with me if you can. See, sitting down to pee says a psychological message that he was not a man. The next rule little Kevin had to follow while serving time, he had no possessions because little Kevin's prison lover told him, boy, was yours is mine. Everything little Kevin owned belonged to his man. His food, his clothes, even his life were in another man's hands. But see, that third rule, that's the reason why I'm standing here with my tongue wagging. Because for the next 10 years, little Kevin was forced to walk around that prison with his pants sagging. Check it out. Sagging pants is like wearing a wedding ring when you're in jail. It lets everyone know that somebody already owns and controls your tail. This also gave his man the ability to always see little Kevin's butt, and it gave him easy access. You know, when he wanted to get that nut. So for 10 years, little Kevin lived like this so that he would not be beat. He followed prison rules until the day came when he was able to re-enter these exact streets. So from street king to jailhouse queen, now he's an actual hood legend to the youth. See, little Kevin's prison lover was locked up for life, so he would never be able to get and tell y'all the real truth. Little Kevin's body was free, but his mind was still in jail as he was on the streets bragging. So he continued to sit down on the toilet to pee, and he kept on wearing his pants sagging. The youth saw little Kevin as a hero, a role model, a legend who followed no rules. So they copied his style as sagging pants because they were perceived as being cool. So when you see young people out there wearing their pants low, you now know the truth. And you need to recognize the impact people like little Kevin and his prison lover have on today's youth in peace. Da 
man, man, Mr. Speaker, I'm glad you did that piece because there's so many of our youngsters walking around with their pants sagging and don't even know the meaning behind it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Either you somebody, yeah. either you owned by somebody, or you advertise, and I'm ready to get hit from the back. They don't even understand <laughs> it, man. <laughs> Ooh, man, Mr. Speaker, thank you for clarifying that for those youth out there that don't know no better. My, my, my! I thank you for coming through, man. I thank you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Are you going over to the green room, man, to get some of them chicken wings, man, and that black henny over there? You know what I'm saying? On my way. <laughs> all right. All right. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you. Thank you for coming through and blessing the mic. Indeed. No problem. All right. Thank you. DJ King, let's have a music break.
J.K. Spade. I want to welcome you all back. The DSR presents Four Purpose Pens with your host, Mr. Boston. I mean, that show keeps going. We're talking about that Tales from the Hood. 2020 is open mic at DSR all damn day. I'm talking to new callers who just came in the building. I need y'all to raise your hand. Press star 2 to raise your hand to let us know you exist in the DSR building. Back to you, Mr. Boston. Welcome, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Y'all, come on with them hood stories. You know y'all need to come with them hood stories for real. Because you know what? If y'all ain't got no goddamn hood story, I'm finna be mad, you know. So, DJ Kane, who we got in the building now? Next in the building, we got the one and only Lady of Love. Oh, we, Lady of Love, Lady of Love, you in my building. Oh, we, how you doing? How you doing, Lady of Love? I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad to be in the building with y'all guys. Yeah, that's a good thing. That's Absolutely. a good thing. That's a good thing. So what you what you got today for tonight? I, I'm thinking about this novel. Oh, well, that novel, huh? That novel, huh? Okay, okay. This is this, this this. Oh yeah, this that piece that we. Okay, I got you. I got you. I got you. I got you. All right. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, we finna do we finna do this we finna do this collaboration that we did a couple of days back. So the piece is called Novel of Their Pages with uh Lady of Love and myself. So in the entrain, here we go. He filled his personal diary wielded his authorship and been filling the novel of her pages. And the content within comes out. Out of the abundance of the heart, out speaks. This I will be done on earth as it is in your cosmic kingdom. I am content. That is a blessing greater than the riches, and he to whom that is given need ask no more. Be content with what you have. Rejoice in the way things are. When you realize there's nothing lacking, the whole world belongs to you. So he made the selection from more than a pamphlet. Therefore, the mystic magic which is only that to an untrained eye, pleasant tasting, her mind. The decipher, then decipher the metaphor and then come through the door and be at peace what you find in the dark, naked room. Jeffrey, written masterfully, scripted. His speech revelatory comes from the God within. That same night, I wrote my first short story. 
It took me 30 minutes. It was a dark little tale about a woman who found a magic cup and learned that if she wept into the cup, her tears would turn into pearls. The things I'm wiser to know, I am the content and the container to open, and you must answer the riddle of written masterly script. And that's that piece. Tales from the Spiritual Hood. Yeah, that's a good story, huh? That's a good story, ain't it, Lois? Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, do you know, I, I know I surprised you with it. Yes. No, I know I surprised you with it. So, you know, the good thing about it is I had to revive my pen with you because it, it's been a minute writing a, a script with you, and I miss writing those scripts with you. So we back at it again from now just for the purpose of, you know, That's an for awesome the purpose thing. of full purpose pen. So uh, hey, keep, enlighten, <laughs> keep, keep enlightening me, and everything will be copacetic. You yeah. feel me? Yeah. Well, I'm going to send true. you over to the green room so you can get some chicken wings, you know, and uh, there's some Moscato over there, okay. and there's some E&J, there's some E&J Blue label over there. So go over there and handle your business. Okay, but if, I, if I'm if i not staying, I may not stay. I got to go okay. through my catalog. I got to go through my catalog. I'm going to try to okay. do a test tonight. So okay. I'm I'm gonna stay as long as I can, and I That's I beg fine. for you I beg for you That's to fine. forgive me and pardon me, and before I, I leave, let me speak. You for what? I have to run. Um, let yeah. me speak to Kane Spade before I go. Hey, Kane. What's going on, Lady of Love? It's all good. It's all good. Um, I I was just saying to Mr. Boston, I may have to leave early. Because I have to go through my catalog. I'm trying to upgrade a little bit. So um, I'm going to hey, well, we meet. We definitely appreciate the time you put in to call in and support us, though. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's no other way. We family, man. We go back. We didn't just, we didn't just meet. There's no chance meeting. You know, right. and we're supposed to support family supports family. Yeah, there you go. Indeed. I'm going back here and get me some, I, I think I'm going to mix a little bit of Henny with, uh, what you told me, back there, some Moscato, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, some Moscato yeah, okay. back there. Yeah, all right, yeah. so I'm going to mix a little Moscato. Put Moscato back there. Okay, yes, I'm going to mix a little, uh, um, the blue, in the blue bottle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah. I'm going to go back there and mix me a little something, you know, and sit back and listen to the a couple of other poets, and then I think I'm going to have to run. Okay. That's cool. All right. Cool. It's always a, always a pleasure. Always a pleasure, Mr. Boston, keeping my pen mm-hmm. hot and ready. So we can write. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, 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 what it, that's what we designed for, right? Yes, sir. We wrote a whole book with me yeah. working, with me working yeah. in, 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 and being in a stadium 
And we wrote a whole freaking book, Riding, Me Riding I-95. You remember that, huh? Yes, sir. You were so in tune. You could decipher my dictation. And I would tell you, you know, I'm dictating. Some of the stuff is not coming out right. But you would fix Mm. it for me. It was just, just perfect being in that writing arena with you, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good thing, right? They're always. <laughs> always. Mm-hmm. Okay. It is what it is. All right, we're going to set you back down on the couch. All right, and, I'm uh, You go on and do your thing over there in the green room. All right, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Okay. No problem. All right, DJ Kane, who we got next? All right, all right. Well, next in the building, we got IG the Poet. IG? Oh, my goodness. It's been a long time. Oh, the people are coming through from back in the day. IG, how you doing, boo? IG? 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 Yeah. Is she in the building? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. All right, all right, all right. I'm doing well. How you doing tonight? Oh, you know, I'm always doing well. You know what I'm saying? Now, you didn't came through the building, so I don't know what to do. Because <laughs> I don't know what you <laughs> might do. <laughs> 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 okay. So what you got? Uh, yeah, I got this uh, piece. It's, it's an older piece that I wrote uh, a couple of years back. And uh, can you hear me? I just want to make sure you can hear me. Can you hear me? I can hear you. I can hear you. All right. Beautiful. Yeah, it's a piece I wrote uh, and recorded a couple of years back. It's called Puta. Okay, go mic. Thank you. Six-inch stilettos rest on her two fingertips. Swollen feet from a long night of walking the strip. Turned a good amount of tricks, candlesticks, burning both ends of the wick. Some of her customers were chicks, five-foot-five thick, body sick. Dime piece, she was fit for a king's feast. A drink of hypnotic and a taste of some narcotic emotions, robotic. Two cops and a doctor and a fireman came through. She giggled to herself, knowing what she did their wives wouldn't do. Malfunctions, she pretended that they were her husband's hints. She dreamt of that white picket fence, plush greenery with colorful flower beds galore through the large red front door inside done in old English decor. Housewife at 24, and she volunteered to feed the poor, and she couldn't ask for more. Awakened from her snores, she slowly slid out the back seat of the two-door back to the reality of being a whole. Her body sore, 
for life she didn't want to live no more. Big underscore, hardcore, hit or miss, reminisce. Next stop, the big city of dreams. She wanted to reign supreme and busting at the scene. Thoughts of being an actress made her heart beam. A glimmer of sadness was seen. She remembered her mother's arroz con pollo and black beans. She had to leave to do the extreme, to be on the winning team, chasing that cream, broken dreams. The night, blanketed by the peaking of sunlight, a rose, she sucked her teeth, witnessing a hole in her brand new pantyhose. Once white garters, this life for her was getting harder, seeing no hope of achieving a real partner, no marriage, and pushing the baby carriage. She was just a Cuban girl who liked smoking marijuana, listening to Nirvana and Rihanna, raising her parents' restaurant, the Cabana, Wilton Rose. Concrete jungle is all she knows, the woes of being a hoe. Pimp flows, cold, hardly wearing any clothes, brown nose and fronting and putting on shows and anything goes and watch your back. And bodies found decomposed, yeah, this is how the story goes. Yo, mommy, then I call, la, la, yo, you looking like a star. Come on, the walk ain't that far. Head raised from the ground, she looks around and hand on her hip before taking the short trip. Watching her, he bit on his bottom lip. I've got something good for you. Just hop in my car because we got some things to do and nature rise. See, she got to be wise. Can't allow herself to be victimized. With attitude rolling her eyes, she slips back on her shoes and she follows through. See, she ain't got no time for the blues. Gets in and he gives her a devilish and with a wad of money in his hand tied with a thick rubber band. See, that's the conversation that she, she understands. And she's down for his plan. And sucking on a lollipop, see, she loves that chalupa. Just another day in the life of being a puta. You know, you always been my girlfriend. You know that, right? <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> you know you always, you know you always been some kind of special to me. Uh, but I, I remember if 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 they said IG was on the show, I would go to that show and listen, cause that voice that you have is like no other. You would if. You didn't never announce your name. I would know who you were by that voice. There is no voice like that one. 
I fell in love with that voice the first time I heard that voice. And it has never left my ears. I love that voice you have. And the content, the content of your mind is horrendous. And if you're paying attention, ladies and gentlemen, every time this woman gets on that mic, she has a message for you. And if you just blink one time, you'll miss the whole damn message. Believe me. IG, I appreciate you. I really do. Thank you so much. And uh, I'm being, I'm going to be featured on a show on June 10th called Dripping the Mic. So anybody want to come through and share, I would love to hear from the poets. I, I really yeah. love to hear from y'all. Would you, would you please drop that? Would you please drop that in our room on our page so it will be on our calendar? Because I'll definitely come through. I'll definitely come through and support. Definitely can. Mm-hmm. We'll do that for you. Because I love hearing that voice. You know, I could be playing chess and hear that voice, and I'll lose the game because I'm listening to you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> All right, IG, you know we're sending you over to the green. No, I'm sending you to the blue room because they got some especial over there. And I have steak chunks with uh, brown rice and salad for all my special guests. So you can go over there and uh, get you some steak chunks and some especial. You know, I even got a, if you look in the, in the blue box, I got some Modelo on ice. So, yeah. Uh, so you can go on over there and get you, get you some of that. Okay? Yes, uh, one love, one mic. Uh, yay, one love, one mic. Absolutely. All right, DJ Kane. Who we got next? I mean, I don't know what's going on, Mr. B, man. I, I see four to five people who are standing on the sideline being bystanders. You know, I feel like throwing myself under the bus, man. I mean, what do you say, Mr. B? Hey, throw yourself under the bus, and I'm going to come right behind you. Maybe we can wake some of them up with their hood tale. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, I'm going to let you, uh, I want you to follow this title I got for you, man. You ready? You want me to to follow that title. Okay. All right, go. The title of this piece is called, Nigger is Not My Name. Okay. This word has been used so many times, I wonder, do people think that this is their name? When I was young, I didn't use it like you think I would. When I use it, I use it to offend. If I call you a nigger, you ain't my friend. Thinking I'm illiterate, ignorant, belligerent, well, that last one, maybe a little bit. See, try confusing me with that word nigger? No, it ain't me. Seeing these fools run around acting the way they do, and I'm not just talking about black people. Too many of you are confused by the word nigger, but it is not referred a color by definition. Wait, get this shit. Nigger defined as the respelling a nigger. Typically representing urban African American speech. What 
fuck? Duh. We knew that shit. But we just play on the word to flip the script, but really y'all ain't flipping shit. Nigger. It's a contemptuous term for a black or dark-skinned person. Who the fuck decided that shit, though? Just because it comes up in a search or a dictionary doesn't make it so. Saying my nigga, thinking to celebrate meaning you already warped by the system. So many minorities with American eyes, I mean, damn, let their own culture fade. Brainwashed by the TV, thinking, man, a lot of these ignorant-ass rappers got it made as long as I get paid. Not realizing you're selling your soul for an industry, turning you into a fucking slave. And people... Say the word nigga in movies and music in school. Your daily life is warping you because you think it's cool. Why you have no clue. I tell you this though. Just to let you know. Nigga is not my name. Mr. B. Hmm. He said nigga. Is that right? He said, nigga, not my name. But see, that N-word, that nigga word, that anti-black catacult is also nigga has been used and as a person known of black ancestry. You see, that, that rec, that's directed against blacks who are supposed to have certain negative characteristics. The coon, that cataculture portrays black men as lazy, ignorant, obsessively self-indulgent. There are also traits historically represented by the word nigga. That brute cataculture that depicts black men as angry, physically strong, animalistic, and prone to wanton violence. That dictation of also implied that word mammy, Tom, nigga. They also represented intellectually childlike motherfuckers who don't know their own goddamn name. The traits of, of a black man that implied the word nigga. That shorthand way of saying the characteristics of a coon, that brute, that tom, that mammy are either a racial catacultures. And that's Mr. Boston from DSR. All damn day in peace. All damn day. Yeah, thorough follow-up, Mr. B, man. Appreciate that right there. <laughs> you asked me to clarify, so I had to clarify. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. That was a cool freestyle right there, man. Mm. Mm. <laughs> well, you know, man, you know, history, history is kind of in my blood because I study a lot and I research a lot. So... I guess sometimes when people do say things, it picks me back into my intellectuality and opens up those treasure boxes that I have stored in my head when it comes to writing poetry from study and research. It's a beautiful thing when I can be uh, prodded into coming back with something that's viable, that really holds true to our history and in our present day. 
you know, because today, you know, today I I really hate using that N-word. You know, I do. I hate using it because we have other races now that use it, uh, my nigga this and my nigga that. And see, you can't do that around me because I take offense to it. Because one thing for sure is I'm not a nigga. I'm a human. And if I have to force you to treat me treat me as human, well, then that means we're going to fight when you use that word towards me. We're going to fight. And that's just the bottom line. We're going to fight. You know? Hey, there it is. There it is, man. Well, Mr. B, man, I definitely appreciate all the feedback you got. All my peace right there, man. I mean, that's what it's about, though. I mean, peace is like that. Yeah. It's about, uh, you know, provoking the mind. It's about uh, staring up right. diversity within you, man. I mean, a lot of people, you know, they got that in the back of their head. You know, do y'all really want to be called a nigga 24-7? I mean, come on. Just say that. You know, I, 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 when I hear even the young kids walking around saying, I will stop and I will try to educate that person on that word because that word is derogatory. And the fact of the matter is because it's derogatory, it takes us back to the slave days when the slave owners had us in cages and had us tied up and beat us and raped our women, and they they would just, you know, they would make us lower than dirt and, and to make us feel bad, they would just call us a nigger, and we would take that shit because we couldn't do nothing about it. But today we can do something about it by growing beyond it and not allow society to press it down on us because it's another way that inward suppresses us. And it suppresses us in a way because these these young kids are walking around just saying, my nigga this, my nigga that, my nigga this, my nigga that. And these other races are picking it up, and they think it's cool to use that around you until they get slapped in their mouth. You know what I'm saying? I so know what you said. We need, to, we need to grow beyond accepting that we are niggers. We are not niggers. We are human beings, you know? We yes, are sir. human beings, period. All right, who else we got up? Who we got in the building? Yeah, we're going to start checking these calls, man. We got too many bystanders leaning against the wall or something, man. Let's uh, screen 408 to see who we got in the building, 408. 408. You in the What's going on? What's going on? Who this? Who this? This is Dub Cow. What's good? That's who? Dub Cow. Hey, what's up, man? Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. What's good, you? Yeah, I was just gonna say that. It's been a minute. You know, yeah. it's been a minute. Yeah, we got yeah, tell, got we got tell from the hood tonight. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I had to tune in. I, I got my kids with me, but after you put me on the spot, I gotta wait for them. <laughs> 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 okay. Said, well, let me jump on. Let me jump on for a couple minutes. What's that? Okay. We'll come back to you. Oh yeah, no worries. I, I'm just listening, man. I'm grooving to everything right now. It's all good, man. I love you guys. Okay. All right. All right. Got you. Much love. 
Oh, Dove, man. Appreciate you tuning in, man. For sure, fans. Love you, brother. Yes, sir. All right. All right. All hey, right. people, that was Dub Cow, man, one of DSR's own in the past right there, coming back, doing his thing. Shout out to Dub Cow right there. Mm-hmm. Who else we got, man? Who else we got? Uh, we checking in, man. We got a 773 in the building. Who we got right here? 773. You're now in the DSR building. 773. Okay. DJ Kane. They're not speaking. I'm going to speak. Dreams are for the rich and the free. Our only escape is in our sleep. Your alarm bell rings and you're back to misery. They say Jesus resurrected and died for our sins, but where to begin? Ignorance is a pandemic like HIV and coronavirus. Can't be cured. Homies will kill you if you ain't homozygous. Pure black, Latino, or white, death is inevitable. It'll catch you at night. These are all realistic. Just Google some statistics. They don't even need a ballistic knife. Super Kush statistics, just a head full of strife. What happened to waking up to fresh air, walk outside and it's cush in the air? Roll a blunt or two like Wiz Khalifa. Death will catch you. You death will catch you if you ain't a believer. Niggas hating on other niggas' success. My bones getting shot just because he's blessed. But you doogie will not be forgotten. Growing up in the hood ain't nothing good. They say you only escape from the hood as if you were a ball player who ain't just players. We got different layers. Escacy of killing our generation, this is the final destination. Haters be talking shit, homies suck a clip. For those who dislike me, I don't give a shit. Not even a little bit. Ignorance is a pandemic. It can be beat like LeBron James in the Miami Heat. Homie, go back to sleep. And that's Mr. Foster from DSR all damn day. Mic drop. Gentlemen, I just took a, a sip of some deep red Moscato for all y'all, for all y'all back there holding up the wall, for all y'all that got the phone line tied up. We want to hear your hood tales. So press that star, too, so you can get on this mic, because I raised the curtain, and the curtain's going to stay up until somebody. Get on this mic and spit that shit from the hood. So come on. Quit being shy. 
Step up into the building, a DSR 71.3 Fire Network featuring full-purpose pins. Y'all come through. Y'all hit the stage. And then I'm going to send you on over to the green or the blue room so y'all can get some of them chicken wings and that Moscato and that black henny over there, okay? All right. Who we got in the building, man? All right, we're going to screen another call. Let's see what they're going to say. Something or not at 502. 502. You're in the building. 502. Uh, hello, this is Say That. I am just listening, though. How are you? Oh, we fine, but see, the thing of it is, is you're over here in a very pertinent building over here. And when we come through, we come through like hurricanes, tsunamis, and uh, exploding volcanoes, you know. <laughs> so when you come over here in this room, in this building, you definitely have to bless the mic. Even if you just say, I want peanut butter and bread spread with jelly. You know what I'm saying? You got to say something, you know, because I ain't going to let you intellectually or socially or physically leave this room without saying something. Uh, well, and I will you know, say, I have a knack. I got, look, I got a mind like a Kodak camera. I'm always remember you. So you can't leave <laughs> your mic untitled. So whatever you want to do, the mic is yours. Um, like I said, I'm listening, but I will say I, I did uh, really uh, dig the work that I've heard so far, uh, and then the uh, piece, the pieces by you and um, Mr. Spade there. Uh, that's what's up. So that, that's real stuff right there. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's my producer, so you know. Man, them kind of like be on the same place, man. You know, when the balloons go up, we be on the string. So you know what I'm saying? He be talking about pop the balloon so we can land back down on the ground. You know what I'm saying? Well, I say hold on to my leg so we can fall together. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's my partner, my ace coon boom. So, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what's up. That, that was on time. That was real stuff. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, we, Wait a minute, hold, hold up. What's going on? Say that. You know, uh, said that, say that, said that. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, you know what, Kane? She be, she be sneaking in and out. You know what I'm saying? She think, she think that her little shadow don't be staying in the room, but I be seeing her. You know, her, her shadow be on that wall. She thinks she done left. When she left, she thinks her shadow done went with her, but I see it on the wall all the time. That, that's, that's, that, that right there is my Almanai Beautiful. Ain't that right? <laughs> that's my Almanai Beautiful right there, though, for real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, we appreciate you, sweetie. I really do. I really, I, you know, I really enjoy reading your excerpts in the morning, your little excerpt drops during the course of the day. You know, a lot of times, a lot of times that sometimes you say something and it provokes me to put my pen to paper, really, it really do. 
and sometimes I try to say something on your pieces to try to provoke you to write with me underhandedly, but you just <laughs> will not bite. You just will not bite. I don't know why you won't bite. I said, damn, I must, my, 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 I said, my game must be getting weak if she ain't in the bite. I'm gone. She won't bite at all. I'm just like, wow. So, you know, it is what it is, though. I still love you the same. I still love you as my little sister. I still support you, and I keep on looking out for you as much as I can. Well, thank you. I appreciate that, and I'll uh, see if I can do better as far as writing. Hey, you know what? Just don't just 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 continue to be you. You know what I'm saying? Make no what nobody say. Just continue to be that person that you are. You know, just be that person. Cause I love you like you are. You know, for real, see. You know. Well, that's a fact. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, any place, anywhere, I'll fly. I'll, I'll turn into a warlock and get on the broom and fly to you. Anytime, any place, anywhere. <laughs> I love you, say. <laughs> All right, say that. We're gonna set you back down on the couch over there. No, I'm gonna send you to the blue room because there's some uh. Special over there, some Especial Bubbly over there, and some Modelo in the blue box or whatever you choose to drink. And there's some, there's some steak cubes and some salad over there in the blue room. That's where I send all my special people. Okay, so well, I got the blue So you can go on, on over there to that blue room, sit down. You know everything bought and paid for over there. You know, if I send you to the green room, you have to buy your drink. So I'm not sending you to the green room. I'm sending you to the blue room. Okay. So go on over to the blue room and enjoy yourself for the rest of the night. I got some I got some Marvin Gaye on the turntable over there. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. And I, I, I got some troop playing after that. So go on over there and, and enjoy yourself over there. All right. All right. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, that was my friend say that came to the building all right who we got up next there dj came all right i'm looking at the board right here life size of life i see 773 is in the building 773 hey how you doing who that who that this is Eternal Flame. Used to be with Poet. Oh, okay. Ah. How are you? So. Um, so. I haven't written in a while. I haven't written in a while, but I couldn't, um, you know, I could not, you know, just not come on. So I'm here. Um, okay. Um, I don't really know if I got to tell you, but I would like to say that a few days ago, out you know, up close with the looting and the rioting that happened, I felt like, you know, a, a character out the book. So, okay. And just go with okay. Dismayed right, the sight of this man. Dismayed at the sight of this man. In the sight of this man. I was brought at the sight of this man. 
arms stretched out the side of this man. I can't breathe. At the sight of this man, I realized I am he and he is me. At the sight of this man, I realized he could have been my grandfather, my father, my brother, my cousin, my husband, my son, or my friend. Dismayed at the sight of this man. In shock at the sight of this man. Eyes buck at the sight of this man. Arms stretched out at the sight of this man. I can't breathe. Sirens. Screams. Seem like something I've seen on TV, but the sight of this man saying, I can't breathe. Mama, I can't breathe. Mr. Officer, I can't breathe. Sir, I can't breathe. This made at the sight of this man. In shock at the sight of this man. Eyes broke at the sight of this man. Arms stretched out at the sight of this man. I can't breathe. Rest in peace, George Floyd. And that's that beast. Wow. 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 You know, I am so appreciative of all of the people that I've read this week that has wrote something on the death of George and that I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I'm going to do one, too, later on in the show, maybe in the speed round. I can't breathe. But, my Lord, I appreciate y'all when y'all are out here on the front line supporting as much as you can for the wrong done to this man. I really, really appreciate y'all for doing so, for supporting, stepping in, playing in the gap. You know what I'm saying? So I appreciate you, and I appreciate you for coming to bless this mic over here. So with that being said, I'm sending you. you to the Blue Room. You get to go to the Blue Room and get the <laughs> steak chunks and the, and, and the Especial and the Modelo. So you can go on, on over there if you choose to. All right? All right. Thank you, brother. All right. DJ Kane, you know the people are holding faces in line so they don't want to, they act like they don't want to talk or they don't want to spit. You know what I'm saying? So it's up to us to make them spit. So I'm going to spit something that's going to shake a few minds there. Okay? So. Hey, Mike. I'm walking down the street in the ghetto democracy and high-rise hypocrisy. And I'm hearing what they're saying, saying I'm straying society's friend from the hoodlum games I've been playing. I've been taking bets, paying debts with my life, selling elephants with you, your sister's wife, and all are wrongdoing. I get down on my knees and I'm praying, praying for the Lord, sweet mercy. On the body and soul of my late bro, George. Yes, he took a shot. Oh, and squeezed his neck. 
in the left side on top of his head stopped him from breathing. Yeah. Through that rubbery, far from sugary heart, valves of pump fear and repentance through the line of streams. I'm the Iron Man who ain't even going to kick that can. I'm never going to go to the kingdom or touch the sky. We all know that an angel with a dirty face and no wings can't fly. I'm done. Why should I try? Night and day, my cheeks are molested by the alkaline tears that I cry. Bruised eyes, lashes to broken windows, a soul shielded by shattered lies and pain. My cones, my rods, they ache. Photoceptors with the stamina of fairy cakes from this I take nothing. But to say I take nothing is to take something to take her ring. Till death do us part, I'm bound in her matrimony. Stained by a merrimite and mascarpone this night, I get down on my knees and pray that the Lord will cure my fame someday. In peace. Hey, Mr. Boston, man, I hear you, man. I mean, you be coming with them pieces and whatnot, <laughs> man. Hey. Hey, you. Go ahead. I'm just going to say, usually, man, I don't really feel like doing a lot of pieces, man, because, I mean, you hosting this show here, the, you hosting this show here, man. So, but uh, that lady that was just on, I believe her name was the Eternal Flame. Uh-huh. You know, uh, she provoked my mind to respond to that piece a little bit. I mean, what do you say, though? Hey, man, respond to it, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I'm going to come right behind you and respond. Too, also. All right, man. Now, this next title will most likely provoke a lot of people's minds here. You know, the title of this piece is called Racially Disqualified. Why does life itself seem like a job? You have to work hard to live. Born into this world, first thing they do concerning paperwork is put down your race. Take your prints, put down your birth date. Your name seems like the bracket on a license plate. While a racist doctor laughs to himself and says with a name like that, his future is already certain. Close the curtain. It's so much bullshit with race that those who say racism is over and has been for a while are lost in their own damn naive minds. Wake the fuck up. I scroll to look at the world day to day and don't even have to look hard. I notice as they continue inflicting those racial scars, got me reflecting on my own Life back in my 20s, just clocking out. Me and my co-worker walking through the parking lot, heard sirens, a cop car driving up to us at the job site, saying, hold it right there. You two fit the description of the two who robbed the bank down the street. I said, we just clocked out. They checked our IDs and said, oh, what? 
Y'all cleaners, huh? Or oh, y'all just clean the building shit. Oh, well, y'all need to hurry up. I'm thinking, what the fuck? Next. Getting off again. I told this dude not to cut through that lawn. He did. And the motherfucking cops came out of nowhere. Saying, did you just cut through that lawn? I'm like, damn, how did he see that shit? No lie, these motherfuckers ain't got nothing to fuck to do. Racist, crackerjack, motherfucker, I'm talking about you. Next, walking in the back of a all-white baseball game, hearing a shout, you niggers, get off the field. I wanted to find who said what, but my co-worker, she pulled me away. Next, at the bus stop in wintertime, cold as fuck outside. A cop pulls up, hey, pull your hoodie up. Oh, I couldn't, couldn't see you under there. I said, what the fuck? Next, in summer, sitting at the bus stop, no hoodie, on my phone, cops pulled up, staring, then turned the corner, came back, watching me again, and did this two more fucking times. What the fuck? Next. Cops were shot and killed in my old neighborhood. Fifteen cops swarming, running past me. One cop said, it ain't safe out here, boss. Go in the house. I get to my house and the old cop holds me at gunpoint, saying, hey, what are you doing? I have my keys in my hand. I'm telling this guy I live here. He yells, hurry up and get in the house then. Thinking, God, I'm still alive. Thinking of those jackasses who say racism is dead in 2018. Shit, right now it's 2020. It's more evolved and you just don't know when it will hit you. Hopefully it will never hit you. When it does, what will you do? And that's always from DSR. All damn day. Freestyle time with Mr. B. Cause to die. Is it really a cause to die? It cause to die for no reason. Breathing is free, so we thought. I don't blame you for organizing protesters for writing change. Yet change never ever fully comes. Never ever fully comes through violence or Mississippi type burning. Is that a cause to die? Killing us under the color of authority is criminal, pure criminal. Another form of lynching us. The apple never falls far from the KKK tree. Now, does it? Organizing isn't a crime. Organized violence is certainly is. Organizing is not violence. It's an attempt to create and make change to be heard. For justice for those who lost under the color of authority, is that a cause to die? We come too far to see the small cracks of light through the doors of progress then suddenly denigrate that progress. I don't mean we should allow anyone to walk all over us. Restraint should be progressive too. Then the fool of many fools unload the foolery like robotic docile horses or post-traumatic slave disorder. Underlying negative retribution, what's so fucked up? We attempt to right the wrongs, yet end up becoming self-criminals when justice for George is the focal point. And then we cry, fire, holler, no justice, no peace. In George's case, 
we haven't yet given justice a chance. Because many throw rocks, firebombs, stealing TVs and PlayStation 4s and plain thievery. Is that justice for George? Fuck no, it's not. Just denigration of the cause for the many murdered by renegade police. Some are instigators, manipulators, opportunists, and snitches. Most are playing roles and follow the leader. No clue, no reasoning of protesting an organization. Some face fake like Butterfield cake icing. Others wannabes, want to be actors hoping to be on TV. Again, denigrating a celebration for open justice for Brother George, an innocent man asphyxiated by the police. So what you out here for on the front lines if you're not a true soldier in the protest? What you out here for if you're not for the integrity of the protest and the foundation of the cause? I bet the moment shots are fired, most will run except about 20. So what you out here for if you're not ready to die for the cause? No justice, no peace. The idiocracy of a few ignorant people of the burning and destruction and looting other people's business, burning down what we must have and need in the hood, is that the cause for you to die for? Can we just give justice a chance for George? And that's Mr. Boston, DSR, all damn day. In peace. Yeah, man. Well, well, first I wanted to say they provoking us tonight, man. You yeah. know. Yeah. They definitely yeah. provoke us tonight, man. Okay. 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 Are they ready, though? That's the point. Are they ready? Just are they ready for us? That's the thing. You know, that's the thing. It's nothing but a formality. You know what's going on out here in the world. You know, uh, uh, Kay, you know, I'm up in that upper crust because I try to train my third eye and I try to keep my third eye aware of what's going on around me, you know, and what the police is doing and what other people of racist people are doing, you know. But over the course of the years, I've come to realize that, oh, white people are not bad people. you got good white people and you got bad white people. And the reality of it is, is we need to come to terms with that all white people are not the same just like all black people are not the same. And when we start classifying and putting a class of people in a box, well, then we denigrate humanity in a whole. And so, and I say that to say this because I, in my family, I have a lot of white people. My father's father's father was, when I look at the pictures of my great-great-grandfather, he's white. He is simply white. 
And I was like, damn, let me tell me my family tree is infiltrated with white people. And I had to come to terms with that. And I had to come to terms when checking my family tree. I have a whole slew of white people in my family tree. And when I look at the history and check the history and follow the history, those people were against slavery. They were against the clause in the Constitution that makes us one-fifth of a man. They, I mean, they were abolitionists. You know, they was helping people. My great-grandfather helped slaves escape, you know, and I didn't know that until last year. And it was, uh, I was like, wow, really? You know, wow. So, you know, and I, and when my father told me the story before he died, he never did tell me he was white, but when I did the family tree, you know, I found out he was white. And and uh, my father told me that he helped, uh, his, his father and his father's father helped free the, try to keep slaves free because it was white people that took his farm and took his liquor business from him. And it, I don't know, for some reason it pissed him off, and he turned against white people, period. He, hate, he told me that his father and his father's father hated white people when they were white. You know, that fucked me up. That really fucked me the fuck up, for real. <laughs> yeah, that really fucked me up. And so, you know, I, I just went on a journey in my family tree, man, and just it's, it's like, wow, you know, my family uh, uh, tree is people from the UK, uh, people from, I even have some Russian ancestry in my family tree, you know, and I was like, wow, I'm just a mix of all kind of shit, you know, Russian, Indian, and white, and Caribbean, and I'm, just, I'm I'm all fucked up. I'm 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 worse than a damn checkerboard. You know what I'm saying? You can't even put a checkerboard piece on on my board and move that shit around and be safe. <laughs> For real, real shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the best so, yeah, yeah. I mean, Mr. Yeah, so. I'm just saying this, man. I can relate to where you're coming from, man, because I was told that you know I do have a few white family members, you know, going way way, way mm-hmm. back, and I got a lot of yeah. cousins down south, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of my cousins down south who I never really met, a lot of them, I'm told, they got blue eyes and blonde hair and, you know, they light skin, and you mm-hmm. would think that people, you would think they're white, but they're not white, they just light-skinned black people, Yeah, and then a lot yeah. of them are my cousins. You know, I mean, they have family unions way down there. I don't never really go to them. I don't know any of them. I mean, I would feel like a stranger there, you know. Mm-hmm. But it is what it is. But, I mean, if you go back, I mean, if I'm listening to my mother and, uh, you know, my uh, my mother's mother, when she was alive, you know, mm-hmm. uh, they all came from a farm. You know, they lived on a farm in Virginia. And uh, a lot of... 
my uh, my great aunts and my grandmother was they was all on the farm uh, working like men. They was roughnecks, mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. You know, they was some serious roughnecks working that damn mm-hmm. farm. Not, mm-hmm. you know, and moved around. I'm like thinking, well, where the hell am I really from? Like my mother told me, I'm over in Virginia, and then she told me, well, well, they was over in New York, and now we in Philly. I'm like, what the fuck? Where are we from? <laughs> you know, yeah. it was some movers and shakers. I mean, they, I was like, they finally settled down in Philly, you know, because a lot of people be saying, well, you sound like you from New York, man. I'm like, no, nah, I'm in Philly. I'm like, well, you sound like you from New York. I ain't never even been to New York. You ain't never been you to know? New York. You need to go, man. You need to go. It's a nice place. I was, I was up in New York um, New Year's of last year. Hey, Mr. You know, B, I'm, I'm not going to no New York right now, man. <laughs> no, not right now. <clears throat> not right now. It's not safe. It's definitely not safe to go right now. You're damn right it's not safe. <laughs> <laughs> it's not safe right now. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. But, uh, and another thing, too, man, um, uh, in, in your state, did they cut out all of the, um, I, I have to ask this question, y'all. If any of y'all states make a mandate that they can't sell no menthol cigarettes or menthol cigarette product, are any of y'all feeling that? No, I mean, not not me anyway. I didn't hear about it. Yeah. Well, in my state, yeah, as of June 1st in my state, you cannot, no store, no business can sell a menthol cigarette, or sell menthol products in your state, period. They get you, so any menthol products, it's a $10,000 fine. For real. <laughs> crazy, huh? Yeah. Yes, it mm-hmm. is crazy. I was to say that. Mm-hmm. But then I did, some, I did some research on it, and... The reason why is that R.J. Reynolds is about to rule out, I think it's next year or the year after that. They're about to roll out Marijuana Road already in packs of 20, packs of 20 that they can sell in the market, in the store. That a bit? That's crazy. Yeah. That is crazy, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. The messed up thing to me is, though, I mean, it's always sound like they focus on the business of the USA. Mm-hmm. We have a major crisis going mm-hmm. on with this COVID-19 business, man. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's still in Philadelphia. I'm told in Philadelphia we lost at least, like, 1,300 people. I mean, they died from this mm-hmm. virus in this state mm-hmm. of Pennsylvania, man. Mm-hmm. You know, PA. We lost five thousand. We lost five thousand. Yeah, but my point mm-hmm. is, I mean, they still not really wearing their masks, man. They still having social gatherings and whatnot, man. People talking about mm-hmm. what, like having barbecues. I still hear stupid people outside shooting fireworks and shit. It's not even mm-hmm. July. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I'm trying to understand. Mm-hmm. The stupidity, I mean, and then with this, uh, you know, with the looting and whatnot, 
You know, because it did happen in my neighborhood. They burned down this building. You know, mm-hmm. but before that, I see them taking boxes of sneakers and stuff, running up and down the street, people parking their cars, loading up their cars with this shit, going inside the store. I seen them turning the lights on and off like they lived there. It was the craziest shit I ever saw. You know? Yeah. yeah. You're tearing down mm-hmm. other people's business. And the same shit that you have to go to the store and frequent, the same restaurant that you have to sit down and eat in, but you go and tear it up and burn it down for no reason to make the whole hood suffer because of some stupidity. We're already suffering from this goddamn coronavirus. Then you're going to literally go and burn down the shit, that store that we need to frequent? That's some ignorant stupidity, for real. Yeah, man. But, Mr. B, you want to hear the craziest part about this, man? Hmm. The craziest thing is, when all this happened, I saw the cops come. Mm-hmm. They parked there. They looked like they checked the area. But mm-hmm. then you left. Then they left. Mm-hmm. How the fuck you a cop? You check the area, then leave. You see the store was broken into. You don't stay and wait for backup or anything. It was nobody around at the time. They left because your ass showed up, and you leave, so they came back and started robbing the store again. You know why? You know why? Because there's a standing order that if they break into the fucking store and destroy the store, let them break into the store and destroy the store because they insure. You understand? So if they get hurt, yeah, the police you. get hurt trying to save the store, what for? What was the point when the store got insurance? I mean, that's, that's truth. That is some truth, man, but it just felt like they wasn't doing their job to me. You know, if they don't, felt they like never that. do that. Police, they never did their fucking job. You know why? Because when they tell you that the police can protect you, that's a false sense of hope. That's bullshit. Can't nobody protect you from nothing. You understand? If what's going to happen is going to happen. And if you in the path of what's happening, either you're going to get hurt or you're going to walk away unscathed. Simple. That's the law of the universe, period. That is true, you know? man. That is mm-hmm. Mr. Yeah. B, I'm going to say this, man. It looks like we got new callers, new callers yeah. in the building. I mean, if y'all got something to say, hit that star two. Mr. B, let them know the subject of today's show, man. Hey, the subject of today's show on DSR 71.358 Network, featuring Full Purpose Spins with your host, Mr. Boston. We're telling hood stories today. And if y'all got a hood story, you know, I want to hear your hood story, you know. Well, I just want to give you a little bit of how you should come with your hood story. This is real talk, real talk, real talk hood story. Another lynching in America. As the world is still deceived with ornaments and law, with the police so tainted and corrupted death at the hands of a man wearing a badge. 
The public execution of black folks will never be normal. Depending on who you are, the sight of an officer can produce either a warm sense of safety or contentment or a plummeting feeling of terror. We witnessed the collision on national media, so it came to pass as he trudged from the place of blood and wrath as his soul changed from serve and protect into cruel, animalistic, evil, unconfessed. Unconfessed from which elevation he could be derided, he would be prosecuted in the court of public opinion without being able to defend himself. His picture will be displayed on the news alongside the image of the dead, innocent man he was supposed to save, yet kill. See, Mr. Police, this is the riddle of law enforcement finding a way to do the right thing without harm and unjustified killing over an alleged counterfeit $20 bill. Another lynching in America, can you not feel the palpable rage and pain and fear that folks through the black veins of our cities and other cities across the nation? that we are still unable to find a way to keep corrupt cops from killing black men. And the question is, why is that? And that's Mr. Boston from DSR. All damn day in peace. And that's Down the DSR building. Hey, Kings. This is Chi. How's everybody? Well, now that you're in the building, my headache is gone. <laughs> oh, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> my headache is gone. What's up? Well, I, have been on, I haven't been on the front line completely, but I, I know that sometimes, you know, having a little tool of the impact can get a little insight to things. Mm-hmm. So I've been well, Baby, posting. you know what? You know mm-hmm. what? Let me tell you something. Let me, let, me, let me say this much. It's good to be a soldier out there on the front line, but as a woman, as a woman, with much respect to that feminine energy, a lot of respect to that feminine energy, because there's no you... Without you, there's no me, you see. But, and I, you know, I do not think a woman should be out there with these fools acting the way they're doing, the instigators inciting riots and tearing up shit. You know what I'm saying? Because you could be in the line of fire for some wayward canister or some wayward smoke bomb or some wayward rubber bullet that might maim you for life. I don't blame you for not being out there on the front lines the way these youngsters are acting. And they are really acting a fool because they are, they are really taken away from the entire cause. And then when they're taken away from the cause, they're destroying the foundation of the cause. You know what I'm saying? See, that's what I called to talk about because my impasse was picking up on stuff. And so mm-hmm. there was one revolutionary Mm-hmm. I'm not saying the word right, but it was a brother, and I wanted to mm-hmm. kind of give a shout-out to him because he was able to 
hear my call okay. in time. Because, see, what is his name here? Manter Tap Davis. M A N E T E R T E P Davis. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. caught it. And my, I caught it in my spirit, and I was like, there's a division going on, and I could see two things going on, because like I said, I've had the impasse since I was 14, well, before then, but they didn't discover how real it was in my family until around 14. But anyhow, what was going on, there was an infiltration into the peacemakers who were doing the uh, protesting and they were mm-hmm. infiltrating to try to frame the black youth who were in the right. prime of their life, who were actually the peaceful protesters. And they mm-hmm. were coming in from, from out of town and right. merging in with them and creating the confusion. They weren't. Right. And when they started, so I talked to the gentleman Davis, and I explained that there was something going on. And he was able to filter it and turn it around. I wanted to give a shout-out to him for the simple fact that the method that he used is going to have to uh, we could promote that from city to city because uh, they, just, uh, uh, they, they just arranged for uh, the, the uh, cop who uh, killed Floyd to change the uh, arrangement from uh, first degree to second degree. Now, in the court system, the 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 uh, the, uh, the, uh, the strong the, what is it? The second, and then the, the the first, and then well, they gave him third degree, the lesser one. But now mm-hmm. the, the court systems are going to take this to trial, and they can move it back up to the right. to the strongest degree. You understand what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So what? Mm-hmm. Well, but they have to put it in second degree because if not, uh, what the the lawyers are explaining, they can they can call a mistrial and dismiss the whole thing. So they can't exactly. go directly to that, you know. Right. And so right now we got it at a stage where we got him at a chokehold. We also was able to um, uh, uh, put press charges on the other four. You understand what right. I'm saying? And so right. under the circumstances, if if he whatever he gets, they get the same. No less. Right. And so all of them have been charged with second. All of them right. will be tried and the lawyers are going to going to move it to, to a stronger degree with the evidence that is found uh, throughout the trial. So we And you know, I hope that I hope that they don't move it to the higher degree for the simple fact is it's harder to prove at that first degree. It's harder to prove, and I think they should leave it at the second degree because even even if, if they get a conviction there, those policemen can get anywhere from 15 to 30 years. If they move it to that first degree, they're going to take into all account these dudes as public servants and everything else, and they might walk away with two years. You feel me? I feel you, brother. I feel you, too. So I hope but, that they leave it at the second degree because that second degree carries a 15 to 30. You feel me? I was just, mm-hmm. I was just glad that I was able to get somebody to listen to me. I was like, hell, 
I'm going through the Internet, and I'm talking to people about something that they can't see yet, but they They have no clue. They have no clue. But this dude, that's the reason I'm trying to give a shout-out to him, Mentor Tech Davis. He's on my page, and I have posted what he's doing. So this this dude has an infiltration into uh, the union policies of the police system that people can tap into for lawsuits, the black race, for these Uh abuses that they're hiding behind. And so I was wondering if y'all could uh, at least uh, put that information out for the simple fact that we're losing these lawsuits because the police have a union. But the secret to their union is backed up by this one key element that's getting them off uh, after they've abused us. Second of all, uh, to bring out the fact that the infiltrators are the Caucasians who are stepping in with the the blacks in in, uh, the protests who are there, no, who, are creating the, who are creating the looting, but they're framing yeah, them to the point to get them locked up. But these are our mm-hmm. youth. Once you get, mm-hmm. see, the, the, uh, Trump tried to change, he's changing the, the thing to terrorism. Once you become a terrorism, you are, you, you are the, the, the United States can turn their back on you. You can sit here in America, that means you can't get a job, that means that the youth that are out there, no matter what college career that they choose or whatever the case may be, this sits on their record to the point that they can't make no money, can't go to any career, can't, can't, no matter what test that they pass, they will become poverty stricken. Do you understand why I had to step in there and let them know, uh, let him know what was going on? And I said, we need, he was out there, he was out there on the front line. I was like, King, we got to change the order. We got to put the youth in the order. And, and he went out there and he started explaining to them the law. He started explaining to them how to turn it around. Exactly. And so this is right. going to have to go from city to city to city because he's in one spot. You understand? And so this has the, the, these videos. You know, they got to got to like circulate and go viral. Because that's the only way, because, and, and go to some of the uh, leaders that are on the front line with the youth that are out there protesting from city to city so that they can not only be safe, that they can have a backup. Because the more police that are prosecuted for putting their hands on our children, that's going to make them stop. Help change the order. Remember that, that, that in order to vote these people out who are, who are the judges and stuff like that, we're going to have to take these votes seriously. Don't ever think that your vote don't matter and realize that you've got to buy black because the revenue of what I'm doing is, is, is adding towards the revenue that is going to be looked at, you know, with the businesses. And this is why I said to uh, uh, King Kane, I was like, shoot, if your mother working at working her magic in that kitchen, you know, y'all, y'all family get together and get a business started because the revenue that is given to the black race gives back to the black race, and, and money talks and bullshit walks. Mm-hmm. Our revenue in the system of the United States is at its lowest. We need to vote. Mm-hmm. 
we need to we need to we need to, the, the the change the policies, and, and 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 we need to get out there and get with the youth because those are the major ones that they're after. Because the older ones, ain't but so much you can do whatever. Because you know we 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 you know it, it's just that it's our age in the way. They want the young and 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 and, and the youthful ones so that they can manipulate them. They need to puppeteer them. And those are the ones that they're after the most, the ones that are in the crowds from city to city. Those are the chickens mm -hmm. that they're trying to pluck. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. They're trying to kill off. They're trying to damage our youth because the youth is our, is our future. And right, they damage right. That, they're not after they the past that, no more. They done done the damage. Whatever they've done to the past, they're moving forward, and forward mm -hmm. is our babies. Mm -hmm. So those Absolutely. are the ones that we're going to have to look out, protect, talk to, ingrain the stuff into their mind. If they're out there on the front line and the brothers are out there with, with the youth on the front line, which, you know, they can handle it better than, than, than the women. And, and most of the women that are out there are bearing the children of tomorrow. They are carrying mm -hmm. the seeds of tomorrow. So as they are out there, we need to, mm -hmm. to, to work with uh, everything from protecting ourselves, martial arts, gun control, registered guns, and, and, and changing the laws. All of this is going to be in effect to get the policemen to cease and desist, give them something to think about. Because once we put them in the jail mm -hmm. system, they're going to be in there with the same motherfuckers that they uh, you know, threw away. That, that's the mm -hmm. ones that they don't want to face. So get, mm -hmm. put, a, put enough fear in them. Put enough fear in them to be in there with people who want to whip their ass really, really good, mm -hmm. and they're going to cut this shit out. Mm -hmm. So let's, let, let's make it happen. And I'm trying to see if we can, oh, this man got a strange name, but um, mm -hmm. his direction is an approach that can create a cause and effect. And I'm going to say his name again. Only because uh, what he's doing for our, for our youth is a direction that could help us all win what we win. Am I making any sense? Okay. No. Yes. I don't know. I, I'm trying to say something. I'm, you know, I'm, he didn't put in a whole order of a program. See, they were going out there marching without a program. Without they were just. We're going to meet at this place, and we're just mm -hmm. going to keep walking. Mm -hmm. They didn't have a plan in order. He created a plan. Yep. An yep. order that could get them through so that we can get these laws changed without getting our youth hurt. Am I making any sense? You made a whole mm -hmm. lot of sense. I understand. Yeah. I relate to you. You know, I definitely do. I definitely relate to you, 100%. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's what I wanted to talk about. If you want a poem, I'll give you a poem. <laughs> yeah, right. Up. I do want a poem. You can't, you can't, you can't come up on, you can't come up on my stage and uh, leave without doing a piece of poetry. Okay, let me find something over here because I, uh, uh -huh. I haven't rehearsed anything, but I, I haven't been over here with you guys in a while. You need you know, to start so coming I wanted more to stop a little bit. I'm on. You know, 
I'm on every Wednesday night. So y'all need you need to just I come can't on come on every Wednesday night. I you know, by the time I get finished uh doing I got a business to run. You understand what I'm trying to do? Mm-hmm. And so I I'm on I'm on the I'm behind the scenes working on revenue and I'm taking that revenue and, and, and I'm I'm producing other things. Okay. Your love okay. your love your love sends me. I want to spend my life with you, uh, doing all the things that lovers do. I want to wrap you in my arms and hold you tight and smother you with kisses under a warm summer star night. I want you to know that I believe in us, and I want you to want me because I'm serious. Being with you seems so natural. I just know that this is right. And then when I look into your eyes, I get hypnotized. And I want to spend the rest of my life. Your tones are so calming and you're never too busy. You seem to always find time. And I want to thank you, baby, for being so real. You know just how to ease my mind. Your touch is gentle. Your words are kind. I'm so proud of you, sweet daddy. And I'm thankful that you're mine. Don't stop. Your love is so easy. You set my heart free. I've run out of words to express just how much you mean to me. And that's that peace. Now, that's unrehearsed. <laughs> I got something <laughs> Um, I got something on the back side of that. I have something very, very pertinent on the back side of that. I want to look at the stars in you. Just the moments in your cosmic sex in you. Allow me to enter your moon, woo you on the skin of your dirt region to make love to the spirit of you in this beckoning. Distribute that love energy freely as this romance ends up in the sixth ring of your mental planet. Let us twist and turn elliptical and arbit in ethereal. That's the piece. Oh, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. Too. Uh, you're so welcome. You know what? Don't be don't 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 be shy. Always come back when you can and support when you can. Cause well, I really appreciate you. You done jogged my mind now. After the show, I'm probably <laughs> gonna go write something on exactly <laughs> what you spoke on. <laughs> hey, Kim, when you don't see me, I'm behind the scenes, but mostly I'm I'm more or less in the stages of an activist, even though I'm a poet. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I'm fighting for the. I'm I'm how how Ozzy brother say. Cause I'm living for the love of you all right now. You're the same thing too. I done fell in love with you. <laughs> oh I my can. God. Oh God. You can sing too. What I'm going to do with you? I don't know. Let's, de- let's make paradise. Let's make paradise. Uh, oh, go on, girl. Go on. Go on, girl. <laughs> All right, we're going to sit you back down on the couch. I'm sending you to the blue room 
over there is the is the chunk steak and uh the the especial and the modellas in the blue box so you go on over there and have your ice cold beer and take you a bottle of that moscato that deep red moscato home with you okay bye all right all right djk yes djk where you at man i'm here i'm here what's going on man Wait, who else we got in the building? Hey, it looks like that's a wrap right there, Mr. B, man. Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, y'all came through. For those of you who came through, I really, really appreciated y'all coming to grace this mic. Over here at DSR featuring Full Purpose Fear, you know. So I know y'all have other things to do, but y'all could come through five minutes of your time. And... uh you know, next week, same time, same place. You know what I'm saying? La da 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 da. The D O double G. You know what I'm saying? Full purpose pin is out of this building. Good night. Thank you all for showing up. DJ Kane, it's on you. Oh, people.
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.